Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, I'm going to tell you how you can potentially get free money from your employees. Well, it's true. It's something called the Employee Retention Credit or the Employee Retention Tax Credit, ERC, ERTC. And it was all part of the CARES Act back in March 2020. Now, it didn't get a lot of attention because under the CARES Act, if you took a PPP loan, you weren't able to get this credit. And this credit is pretty meaningful because, as you'll see, you will be able, if eligible, to receive, and it's broken down into two parts for 2020 and 2021, a potential credit for 2020 up to 50%, up to $10,000 in qualified wages or $5,000 per employee for the period, and for 2021, up to $14,000 per employee. So there's two quarters, $7,000 per quarter. So this can be refundable in terms of actually receiving hard cash back to your business, or for 2021, you can use it to uh, pay off uh, what you're required to pay as part of employee tax that you owe the federal government as an employer that has employees under Form 941. So this is potentially free money because you can actually get a refund for the tax that you withheld and paid to the government for 2020 and get that money back. So you need to be eligible and we'll talk about eligibility. But unfortunately, not a lot of accountants are aware that the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, which actually superseded um, and, and um, extended the Consolidated Appropriation Acts of 2021, which basically said that, hey, you can still get a PPP loan and take advantage of the ERC. And that was the CAA Act, the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. Well, the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 came along and said, hey, yeah, that's still good, but we're actually gonna increase the amount you can get back as a credit, and we're gonna actually extend it to certain instances, such as startup businesses and severely financial distressed employers. You just not need to be eligible. So in this podcast, I'm just going to uh, briefly go through the rules. Listen, um, if you think you're eligible, talk to your accountant. They'll be able to help you with this. They'll be able to pull records based off your financials and determine whether you're eligible based off uh, revenues from your business. And if you're eligible, they will be able to file and get you the cash. You don't need to use a third-party provider. If you Google you know, ERC credits, there's companies out there that will charge you 10, 15, 20% to do this work. You don't need to do that. Just, just go to an account and they'll give, charge you a flat fee to do the calculations and file uh, a return, getting your cash. Okay, and again, this is free cash for having employees. Unfortunately, the ERC credit is not available if you're self-employed. So if you're Schedule C, 1099, or have a C Corp, S Corp, and you're the only owner, non, there's no non-owner employees, you're not going to be eligible to take advantage of this ERC. Now, I suggest the listening because there may be family and friends that are eligible and may not know that this credit's available. This credit is really broken down into, as I mentioned, 
2020 taxable year and 2021 taxable years because there's different numbers for each year. And this is found in notice 2020, 2021-20 and also 2021-23 if you want more info. And basically the 2020 years from March 15, March 12, 2020 to December 31, 2020, and then the 2020 credits for January 1 to July 1st, 2021. So who's eligible? So you basically now have a business and you need to either suffer a partial, a full or partial suspension of a business operation due to a government order, or the business experience a significant decline in gross receipts. So let's tackle the first option or the first element or the first uh, potential qualification. Partial suspension, and let's talk, let's start with non-essential businesses. So if you have a non-essential business with employees and you were closed for government order, which is pretty much most businesses during uh, the first few weeks of April, right? For your, when you're looking at second quarter um, 2020, most businesses that were non-essential were, were forced to shut, right? In some capacity. So the idea is, does that satisfy the partial suspension definition? Well, let's, let's look at some examples. So according to the IRS, if employer's workplace is closed by government order, but the employer is able to continue operations comparable to its operations prior to closure by requiring its employees to telework, the employer's operations are not considered to have been fully or partially suspended as a consequence of a government order. However, if the closure of the workplace causes the employer to suspend business operations for certain purposes, but not others, it may be considered to have partial suspension of operations. So let's go for a couple examples. And this is directly from the IRS. I didn't make these up. Employer C, a software development company, maintains an office in a city where the mayor has ordered the only essential businesses may operate. Employer C's business is not essential. Employer C is required to close the office. Prior to the government order, all employees at the company telework once or twice per week, and business meetings were held at various locations. Following the government order, the company ordered mandatory telework for all employees and limited client meetings to telephone or video conferences, well, pretty much what we were all living with second quarter 2020. Employer sees business operations are not considered to be fully or partially suspended by the government order because its business operations may continue in comparable manner, right? So in that case, you wouldn't satisfy that option and you'd have to move to the decline in gross receipts. How about the second example? Plurid operates a physical therapy facility in a city where the mayor's ordered that only essential businesses may operate. Plurid's business is not considered essential. Plurid's D is required to close. Prior to the government order, none of employers D's employees provided services through telework, and all appointments, administration, and other duties were carried out at employers D's workplace. Following the government order, employer D moved to an online format and is able to serve some clients remotely, but employees cannot access specific equipment or tools that they typically use in therapy, and not all clients can be served remotely. Employers D's business operations are considered to be partially suspended by the government order because employers' workplace, including access to physical therapy equipment, is central to its operation, and the business can, cannot continue to compare in a comparable manner. Third example, 
Employer E is a scientific research company with facilities in a state in which the governor has ordered that only central businesses may operate, conducts research in a laboratory setting, and through the use of computer modeling. Employer E's business is not essential under the government order and is required to close. Prior to the government order, Employer E's laboratory-based research operations could not be conducted remotely. And employers involved in laboratory-based research worked only on-site. However, Employer E's computer modeling research could be conducted remotely and employees engaged in this portion of the business often teleworked. Following the government order, all employees engaged in computer modeling research are directed to telework, and those business operations are able to continue in a comparable manner. In contrast, the employees engaged in the laboratory-based research cannot perform their work while the facility is closed and limited in performing administrative tasks. Employers ease business operations are considered to be partially suspended. So there you go. There are some examples that you can now look at your business and its facts and circumstances to determine whether you satisfy the definition of full or partial suspension of a business's operation. Because if you satisfy that requirement, bang, you automatically are eligible for the ERC, even if you don't satisfy the decline in gross receipts. So it's super important to determine whether you satisfy that element. Now, what about if you're an essential business? If you're an essential business, an employer that operates an essential business is not considered to have a full or partial suspension of operations if the government order allows the employees to remain open. However, an employer that operates an essential business may be considered to have a partial suspension if under the facts and circumstances, more than a nominal portion of its business operations are suspended by the government order. For example, an employer that maintains both essential and non-essential business operations, each of which are more than nominal portions of the business operations, may be considered to have a partial suspension of its operations if a government order restricts the operations of the non-essential portion of the business, even if the essential portion of the business isn't affected. Okay, so in that case, you may satisfy that definition. So let's say you don't. Let's say, unfortunately, you just you have a, a consulting business. You were able to do whatever you were able to do prior in the office at home, and you don't satisfy the partial um, suspension definition. Now you need to look to significant decline in gross receipts. So what's the definition? So again, it's broken down. Um, let's start with 2020. The period for 2020, the period during which there is significant decline in gross receipts is generally determined by identifying the first calendar quarter in 2020, if any, in which an employer's gross receipts are less than 50% of its gross receipts from the same calendar quarter in 19, right? So you look at second quarter, which would probably be the quarter most of us satisfy because that's when the quarantine, um, social distancing, but stay-at-home orders were in effect for most of the country if you're non-essential. So if you had gross receipts that declined by 50% or more, you're going to satisfy that requirement and you're going to be able to get the employee retention credit for 2020. The period during which there are significant decline in gross receipts ends with the earlier January 1, 2021, or the calendar quarter following the first calendar quarter in which an employer's 2020 quarterly gross receipts are greater than 80% of its gross receipts for the same quarter in 2019. So that's the second way you can satisfy, whether it's the 50% um, or the 80% um, of gross receipts, okay? So that's the determination of gross receipts. So let's do an example, again, from the IRS. Employer's eyes gross receipts were 100,190 
2.30 in the first, second, and third quarters of 2020, respectively. Its gross receipts were 2.10, 2.30, and 2.50 in the first and second, third calendar quarters of 19. Thus, employer I's 2020 first, second, and third gross receipts were approximately 48%, 83%, and 92% of their 2019 first, second, and third quarter gross receipts. Accordingly, employer I had a significant decline in gross receipts commencing on the first day of the first calendar quarter of 2020, the calendar quarter in which the gross receipts were less than 50%. Okay, we saw there was one that which was satisfied, the 48%, and ending on the first day of the third calendar quarter of 2020, the quarter following the quarter in which the gross receipts were more than 80% of the same quarter in 2019, right? So you go all the way from the 50% and you end on the quarter where you're the 80%. So thus the employer one is entitled to a retention credit with respect to the first and second calendar quarters, right? So you look at all your quarters, you find where you're under 50, and then you go to your over 80, and then you grab credits for those quarters. So not a very complicated calculation. Your accountant will help you do it. Um, it's easy. They'll, they'll look at your you know, P&L, um, cash, your cash statements, and they'll be able to determine, if, especially if they're filing the return, whether you're eligible. So again, two ways you can be eligible. You need to have a business. Either you satisfy the partial or um, full suspension of... Uh, operations of your business, or you satisfy the um, significant decline in gross receipts. Obviously, if you can satisfy the partial suspension, uh, then you're golden. You don't have to deal with doing all the math. If you don't think you can satisfy the partial suspension because you were operational, then you're going to need to deal with decline in gross receipts. Okay, those are the two ways. So what's the amount of this credit? How much can you get? Well, for 2020, the credit is equal to 50% of up to $10,000 in qualified wages. So basically $5,000 per employee for the period. Qualified, again, in the qualified period is the, 80, the 50 and 80%. For 2021, the credit is equal to 70% up to, of up to $10,000 in qualified wages for two quarters. So it's $14,000 per employee, $7,000 per quarter. So there's real money here. Seriously, real money at stake. Even if you're paying someone 20 grand, you can get $5,000 in 2020 per quarter and then up to $7,000 for the two quarters in 2021 if you're eligible. So it's, it's, it's pretty good stuff. Um, not everyone's going to be eligible for all these, these credits, obviously, depending on when your revenue gets back to equilibrium with 2019 or at least 80% of 2019. But um, for some businesses, there's going to be some real money. And even if you, if you have 10 employees... And even if you only satisfy it for two quarters for 2020, that's 5,000 per employee. Okay. So it's, it's, it's big money, um, for the period, maximum credit of $5,000 per employee for the period. Okay. So it's real money and that can add up real quick. That can go and get you a refund. If you've paid that tax for 2020 already, get you free cash in your pocket. If you haven't paid that for 2021, you still owe it. Um, you can use that as a way to get a refund. Or, or pay less. The ARPA also did a few other things. First, it's now available for recovery startup businesses. This provision is applicable to startup companies that open the business after February 15, 2020, right? So you just started in March, April, May of 2020, and you have annual gross receipts that do not exceed a million bucks. You may meet the and receive an ERC, if, even if you don't meet the significant decline in gross receipts. And this um, it's available per employer 
under the provision, but it's capped at 50,000 per quarter. So even if you have 50 employees, the most you're going to get is 50,000 per quarter. But it's still available. Even if you started your business during COVID, you can still get this credit, which is really cool. I mean, the ARPA really expanded the availability of this ERC. And it also expands it to severely financial distressed employers. And to qualify, an employer must suffer at least a decline of 90% in gross receipts in the quarter compared to the same quarter in 19. Large employers over 500 that meet the thresholds are also eligible. Okay, so it's not just small employees. So basically, again, two ways to be eligible, partial suspension, or you have a drop in revenues, 50%, and then you look at when you got back to 80%. If you started your business during COVID, you also can get the credit. And if you had severe financial distress, you can also get it. You can qualify again. You can get up to $10,000 per employee. Um, well, the credit's about 5,000, you know, 50% of the 10,000. Um, and then obviously in 2021, it could be 7,000 per quarter, 14,000 max. The most you can get in 2020 is 5,000 per employee. But again, if you have 10 employees, that's 50 grand. 20 employees, 100 grand. So this is serious, serious money. Okay, that people potentially could be leading on the table. Uh, I hope you're working with an accountant that understands it. They will know how to claim this credit. You can do it on a form 941. If you want to get advanced payments, you file a form 7200. Now, let me give you an example on how this works. You can kind of see it in motion. Employer E paid $10,000 in qualified wages and also includes qualified health plan expenses. And after the deferral of the employer's share of Social Security tax, it was required to deposit $8,000 in federal employment tax, okay? Employer E had no paid sick or family leave credits under FFCRA credit. So, but the employer E may keep up to $5,000 of the $8,000 of taxes it was going to deposit and will, and will not owe a penalty for keeping the $5,000. And the employer E will later account for the $5,000 it retained when it files a 941. Because you're able to use advance, take this credit as an advance and not have to come up with this money right now, or you can actually use it as a refund. So all in all, it is a super valuable option and a super valuable tool that's going to help employers if who either, again, suffered partial suspension or suffered significant financial decline because of COVID to receive free cash. And... Again, just so you know, if an employer is entitled to an employee retention credit of $10,000 and was required to deposit $8,000 in employment tax, the employer could retain the entire eight of taxes as a portion and get a $2,000 um, request a $2,000 advance. Okay, so as you can see, again, this is a really good example to show you how this thing works. You get you're owed a $10,000 credit. You're supposed to pay $10,000. You're supposed to deposit, excuse me, $8,000. You're entitled to a $10,000 credit. You owe $8,000 to the government. You keep the eight grand and they send you two extra thousand. So again, free money here. And if you have five, 10, 15 employees, it's significant money. You don't need to pay a company to do this. You can do it through a local accountant. Uh, if you don't have an accountant, find one who will do it. They will analyze to see if you are somehow eligible for the partial suspension definition. They don't feel like you are, you can hopefully, or hopefully or not, depending how you look at this. I mean, I hope your business did well, but if it had a bad quarter, second quarter, or third quarter, 2020, you can get a credit for all the tax you paid up to 5,000 an employee, which again, if you had 10 employees, that's 50 grand. 
And I think most businesses will suffer that 50% decline in revenues because t- second quarter 2020 was awful. I mean, the world just stopped. We were all sitting at home wondering what the hell is going on. So I think many small businesses are going to be able to satisfy the definition. The credits are real. It's real cash. It's coming from the government. It could take six to eight weeks, I heard, to get the money. You'll get it. I promise. And you, if you if you don't want that, you can just use it to pay off any future employment tax you owe for your employees. So you'll, you'll talk to your account, strategize the best way of taking advantage of this credit. But it's real. And I just wanted to kind of educate all of you about it because I've just talked to friends, neighbors, and colleagues, and none of them have ever heard of this credit. They've heard everyone heard of the PPP, right? Everyone everyone got one, two of those um, program payments. Now, there's nothing wrong, even if you're against the whole concept of getting money from the government. I got you, I understand, but they're giving it out now. If you're eligible, why punish yourself? Okay, just make sure you work with a qualified professional who could attest that you're eligible. Uh, you don't want to be filing for this if you're not eligible. Um, that that's not ethical, and if you get audited, um, that that won't be good, obviously. So, um, that being said, I, I do think many many businesses will satisfy for partial credits, even if it's just one quarter. Um, and again, five thousand dollars per employee—that's that's legit money. Um, that's it. Uh, I know it was kind of long. I'm sorry, and I just wanted to give some examples and give you enough details to kind of figure out if you are eligible. I didn't want to bore you with, with any of the intricacies in terms of how do you define um, you know, what um, the qualification is for the gross receipts. That's something your accountant can deal with. But I just wanted you to, to get the, the gist of this that, hey, maybe I satisfy the full or partial suspension based off what your business did or, or, or currently does. And if not, then, okay, what's my gross receipts? Did it drop at more than 50%? And when did I get back to 80%? If it's only one quarter, five grand, um, real money. And anyone that made 10,000 bucks right away um, is, is an eligible employee. Again, if you're self-employed, I'm sorry, your income's not going to count and you're not going to be eligible to get the uh, ERC. So that's just something uh, to be aware of. Um, and that's it. So uh, again, I, I really hope you guys can take advantage of this. Uh, one. Part of me hopes you didn't have a decline in revenue or you weren't impacted by the government order. But if you were, why not get some some uh, remuneration back from the government and get some cash back in your business so you could take care of the most important people in your business, your employees. Um, thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. Appreciate all the support. Subscribe if you haven't. And I'll talk to everyone again next uh, week. Be well.